All right, welcome into Audio Bistro, episode 22 now. We got Britt Laurie. Is it Laurie? Yes, Laurie. Britt Laurie, um, incredibly talented singer, producer, you know, <laughs> play a ton of instruments. Uh, I mean, a lot of, lot of <laughs> talents, <laughs> a lot of talents. And, like, that's not even, like, your, apparently your most, like, um, I guess, not even under the radar talent because you are also, like, an elite gymnast right <laughs> which is like i mean I, I definitely don't compete anymore or even train as much as i'd like to yeah i can't fit a whole gym in my house but <laughs> i i do love um being upside down a lot so that's fun <laughs> <laughs> i'll just say on your instagram you've definitely had some things with like some gymnast stuff like you're doing some some uh i don't even know what it looks like a pose or just like a something yeah gymnasty stuff but you were like literally on the national team for peru right so you're yeah. originally from peru mm -hmm. and now you're based in la yes but you're on the peru national team for gymnasts yeah. like holy shit that's like no small <laughs> that's no small thing <laughs> that was my whole childhood i mean it was like at least 15 years of me doing gymnastics and it started all in Peru, and I started competing over there, and then my family moved to the Bay Area. But I was always focused on, on sports. Gymnastics was everything to me. And, and so I kept going, kept traveling and competing for Peru. And then, you know, after, you know, 15 years, I was just like, I think it's time to, to move on to my next passion, and that was music. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so like I mentioned, like getting to read about like your just kind of musical journey was, um, you know, inspiring. It seems like you can kind of literally do it all and we'll definitely be diving into it. But um, just kind of set the stage for everyone who maybe hasn't heard your music before. Um, like I mentioned, just multi-instrumental player, um, songwriter, vocalist, and like you do a lot of electronic music production, your vocals on a lot of um, EDM type of music, which, you know, EDM, lo-fi, uh, some poppy type of stuff. You're, you know, you have your own singles out as well. So it just kind of like broad spectrum. Um, you know, let's, let's do some bragging about you really quick. Right. Um, over 50 million streams on, you know, the songs that you're on. So badass. that's a, that's no small thing. You've been signed to major labels like Warner, Sony, like, um, on Kiss FM, which I mean, who doesn't know Kiss FM? Um, serious channels, um, New Music Friday, of course, had to have to have the New Music Friday appearance, right? Um, so that's kind of your background, and it's super impressive. We obviously talked about the gymnast thing already, but like, I, I suppose let's start there. You know, how did you come to the full decision? Like, all right, I'm on the national team for gymnastics. And that is like a rare feat for athletes and to be on that level. And then you decided to commit full time to music. Like what officially took you to that, to that mark? It was such a big transition. I had a massive identity crisis in between. I started doing some college gymnastics and the NCAA rules were very different than international gymnastics and I felt like it was time to, to do something new, um, but I didn't really know what for a while. And I transferred schools a few times. I was trying to find something that I really liked. And in the meantime, I guess music was always a way for me to, to cope with my feelings of just not knowing what to do with my life. And I would play around with 
uh, my piano. I I learned piano when I was little. My mom uh, had me in classes when I was even before like gymnastics. So this was a long time ago. So my piano skills are like five year old piano skills. Like it's your second language, second language essentially. <laughs> so I I knew basic you know chords and and anything that could really help me just write melodies and and get through my days without stressing out music was always a release for me but i never thought about it as a career and i was like playing around with piano and and writing little songs and posting them on instagram just for fun i i think at the time i really wanted to be a go-go dancer for like edm (laughs) shows i don't know why i was super into like going to raves and (laughs) Just getting your freak on. My God, the go-go dancers are so cool. And I I was like, you know, I could probably do some cool tricks up there, you know, with gymnastics and stuff like that. But yeah, no, no, that did not work out. Um, So I would just post these little like songs on Instagram. And then one of um, the Bay Area producer duos who who goes by the name Medi. I don't know if you're familiar with them. But Ari lives in San Francisco. He he saw one of my posts and messaged me saying if I'd be interested in, in trying out, just writing to one of his instrumentals. And I did. And that's when like a whole new world opened up for me. And so that was like, that was like your first project then was with him? Yes, that was my Ooh. first one. Mm-hmm. And then from there, what did the floodgates just open? And then like other people are like, please get on my music. <laughs> like, let's make something. Is like, did it just like open the floodgates or just like gradually, slowly, but surely everyone starts. It was more like a drip. <laughs> a drip. It's got to start somewhere. Right, 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 right. No, it was a very slow start. Also, because I, I didn't really think of it as a career back then and it was just mm-hmm. a thing I was it was a hobby it still kind of feels like a hobby but it's turning into more of a career um and yeah little by little I started getting more familiar with with that whole world but mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm still learning and kind of just going with the flow I mean it's it's awesome because I I noticed that you know throughout you know kind of figuring it out picking it up as a full-time career that during you know, COVID being a real deal thing in 2020, you started up your own, like, I mean, I, uh, I don't even know if you call it a side, side project at this point. I, I, forgive me if I'm, is it Bimini? Bimini. Bimini? Yeah. So, so you have that project, the Bimini project where it's, it's you, it's still your music. It's more of, um, so I would love to have you tell the story, like, but like baseline, my understanding here is that you were locked in corn, you were stuck in quarantine in Peru yeah. And you were recording demos on your iPhone and plugging them into Ableton, uh, your your DAW, your you know mm-hmm. where you work out of, and that's kind of how it started happening. And you went like full blown releasing with it, and now it's like still a project where <laughs> you're getting you know six figure streams a month on. So it's like, holy shit! <laughs> like, tell me more about this side project, how it you know come to be, and like where it stands in terms of like Berlari. Bimini, like how you are juggling that? I, I mean, the whole thing started because I was traveling for spring break. I wanted to go to Peru for a week to see my family and it ended up being a month. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was stuck in Punta Hermosa, which is like a beach town. And right. obviously it, it inspired me to write very like lo-fi, chill, electronic stuff which is really what i i produce i don't produce like upbeat dance music much Mm -hmm. um so that was 
more production focused than anything else. And mm. I love it just as much as my main project. And I kind of separate my releases uh, so that more like the chill stuff remains on Bimini and, and the more like dancey upbeat stuff will go on my main project. Okay. And you were kind of releasing like a song. Were you doing like a song a month? Like, or like, how were you? For, for that time, I stayed there a month, but I did like a song per day for like two weeks. Shit. I ended up doing like 15 songs and I chose a few of them to release. And you did um, them all, like the production and everything yourself too, like the the instruments, the obviously the vocals. Or, I mean, I think I think you work I with some really folks. I don't have any like live instruments with me. It's all through my through Ableton. But yes. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I mean, there's worse ways to spend your time than just ripping on Ableton making music. Like I've heard of worse things you could do with your time stuck in court. Like I just played like a shitload of Fortnite and completely wasted my <laughs> life away. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't really have much of anything else. I just had my laptop, and I was like, well, this is the time to to get better with production because I am super introverted. It's hard for me to reach out and find people to work with. I, I work alone most of the time, and I was like, okay, it's time for you to get better with production. Well, well, in that case, then I'm really grateful that you decided, you know, step in, step in here with me and like have the conversation. Like, um, you obviously have a very impressive track record of like what you've done, especially like 2022 alone, you know, you know, you got the re your most recent release, I believe was in September. Um, and that was, that was the one with, is it Leon, Leondis, Leondis, um, over, over easy and Leondis. Is that what I'm saying? It right. Um, there was a more recent one, um, on, on zero three, which is a division of tool room records, um, called okay. let go. Let go. Uh, but those were, yeah, those were the two last ones that I, I had released recently. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe, I don't know what it, maybe it was just the fact that this, uh, trying, trying too hard yeah. with, uh, over easy and Leondis, it was a released on proximity. Yeah. Um, I've been a huge proximity fan for the longest time since like they were just a YouTube channel type of thing. So like I saw that there was a proximity release like, Oh, that's fucking sick. Love proximity. Um, Blake does great work with that channel. Um, but like even before that, uh, May, 2022, I think my favorite song of yours is yours with, um, it closey is it is it closey yeah all these fucking edm artists have like just these crazy names that like should be easy to say but you might be saying it wrong because there's so many like they'll use letters instead of words or numbers or numbers instead of letters and just like yeah weird That's shit but you're saying them wrong all the time it's embarrassing i was just saying yeah everyone says something wrong at some time but you had that one uh with dreamers delight who i've actually kind of been chatting with a little bit too hey. um but yeah, it's called right. back to the top that's my favorite song of yours or that I think that you're on. Um, but you know, even back in June, you've done quite a bit of work with Tepno. You've done work with, was it level eight or level, level eight? Level eight. Yes. Level uh, eight. And then, um, you know, you have your gigantic too. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Big gigantic was on your, uh, wild. He kind of like co did he like, how, what was his involvement in wild? That's your single. He, he definitely added some, some, some of his sacks and um some other production that drop that he did was epic i mm -hmm. um i had the beginning of the drop and then he added that post drop so good um no dom is amazing and it yeah, was that was dream working with him and, and closey too that song it was so unexpected but i had worked with uh reed on a track called feelings that was part of his atlas ep and he then started working with Closey and he reached out to me asking if I wanted to write a top line for their track. 
which I mean, I've been a fan of hers for a long time. I'm actually wearing the Odyssey mm-hmm. um, jacket right now. But yeah, and, and with that song, I was able to perform at Lightning in a Bottle, which is, I think, I my saw that. favorite festival ever because it was the first big music festival that I ever attended in, like, oh, really? in college. So it was like kind of like a full circle moment that I was just like, whoa. Damn. I mean, I feel like you kind of have some of the same moments. I just um, was talking to Cosmalia, the latest episode I just dropped out, and she's kind of had that same. What, are you familiar? Yeah. I mean, I was just emailing with her. She was a group cruise. Yeah, she was. We were just talking about it. Yeah. It's a, I was like, oh, shit, that's that must have been awesome. But like, she's kind of the same, like recently, like she's like coming full circle like having that like Mm -hmm. is this what it's like to like i guess blow up or like make it quote unquote like when you're finally on stage or you're just like realizing all this shit with people you never thought you'd be working with and now you're on the big scene and it's like it sounds like you're kind of having that same 2022 has been big for you like you've had you've done a lot of good work like 2022 has been pretty fucking big for you i'm sure you've kind of had that is this like kind of what it feels like to have things start like you know the the come up is fully fully real and you know, have you kind of had that moment yet to sit back and realize like the hard work is fully paying off now? I get chills all the time. <laughs> That's fucking cool. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy because I mean, it's always, you know, ups and downs in this career and, and you never know what's going to happen, but then you look back mm-hmm. and you kind of see all that you've done. Uh, and yeah, you just get chills and, and it's motivating and just heartwarming. So I, yeah. I just want to keep doing what I love. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm happy because you're doing, you know, a lot of great work and I was, you know, just thinking about your catalog and listening to a lot of the songs you're on and got to thinking, is there a particular, not like you like a song more than others, maybe I'm sure you do, but we don't have to throw anyone under the bus for not being your favorite song. But like, is there a song that you've been on where it just most, where in your opinion, it, it's like your voice, it's just, you're, I don't know how to even ask the question, but it's like where you feel your voice is best represented in a certain song in terms of maybe it's the highs, the lows you can reach, but is there a song where you just feel like this is the best example of my voice that I've put out? It's, it's super hard to choose, especially cause I'm all over the place. And yeah, you got a lot of stuff. And EDM genre, <laughs> I, I love having the variety that I, that I have. And, mm-hmm. and it's hard obviously, cause you want to create an audience, um, and and I just throw like music in all sorts of directions. So. Um, but I would say, uh, I guess Wild would be one that shows me as a, like a complete artist because I did a lot of that production and and it was an idea that I started from zero on my own. Um, mm-hmm. Most of my stuff is is collaboration, so mm-hmm. that one would represent me the most as as a complete. Um, artists i guess but for voice only it's hard to choose i mean i guess a lot of the stuff with ray lefanu that i've done because um, he's very poppy and, and i like the the poppiness and i was gonna say i feel like pop stuff is <laughs> yeah definitely up your alley the most and and i do have like a lot of highs in my voice and and it's pretty breathy so i i love it when they're able to capture just like pop crisp vocals mm-hmm. the production side of things yeah. mm-hmm. it's a wonderful it's a wonderful thing when it just happens it just happens to be perfect then that the production comes together perfect like uh, i i do kind of miss that sense of satisfaction when like you you just you 
the fin- seeing the finished project, I guess, with the song is like a really, really satisfying thing when you're like, oh my God, that turned out way better than I thought. <laughs> um, it's a, a very satisfying <laughs> feeling. Um, so you've got to obviously, you know, we talked about some of the awesome names you've worked with. Um, how do you feel like, you know, you've been able to build the success for your brand and, you know, kind of form relations? Obviously, you kind of touched on how you got your initial, like, first cool gig that kind of, like, drip the rest in but like how do you feel like you've gone from a to b with your brand and you know starting to get those relationships within the industry obviously being signed to some pretty massive fucking <laughs> record labels like what what do you feel like you were doing right to get you to the point you're at now i feel like i am very much a, a yes girl i <laughs> i love trying new things and like the, the money or the fame, all of that has never been a priority to me, which I mm-hmm. guess to <laughs> managers or people who want to work with me, maybe it's not the best, but I, I love working on music. So being mm-hmm. open to working with anyone has been helpful. <laughs> and yeah. often people are super, super strict about their selection on who they work with or how much money they're getting paid. But that was never, I guess, a motivator for me. Mm-hmm. I just, if I like a track, I'll happily hop on it. And it's opened so many doors. I've been able to work with more people. And and I guess that's the best way of me connecting with them because it's, like I said, I'm introverted. I'm not one to be, like, DMing people and, like, <laughs> trying to connect in that way. So the more music mm-hmm. I put out, the more people will find me and I won't have to be the one chasing after them. <laughs> that's fair i mean it makes total sense and if it, if it gives you any solace like makes you feel a little bit better like um uh this channel makes me zero money so <laughs> if it makes you feel better like i, I it sounds it's we're kind of similar in the sense like i do this for a passion just like love being around music and love connecting with like you know just taking those avenues that open more doors and um and you kind of i feel like the people who are best at it are the ones who like aren't money dri- like, you have to be money driven in a sense but like <laughs> When your motivation is, when your passion is, you're, you're passionate about it and you're driven by that passion, like, I feel like that's when your best comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in that sense, I feel like, you know, you kind of exemplify that because you put out a lot of really good music. Um, so, but on that and kind of what you've done and how you've gone about your career, you had a post on Instagram that I, I kind of want to talk about. It, it just calling out that um, there's not a lot of female producers in the world. And if there are, they're just not, I don't know, whatever the reason is, there's just not enough. It doesn't seem like there's enough. They're not as, if you go to like an EDM concert, it feels like it's a lot of dudes on stage and um, unless it's a vocalist or something like that, but it's it, it, like Cosmali is a great example of a, a, a DJ who's blowing it up as a, you know, as a female, um, you know, so I'm, you had a post about that and, you know, just kind of empowering women to, take it on, you know, what I, I guess if you had any advice to give, um, you know, female producers or females looking to be a DJ, like maybe they're just like trapped in a shell or something, or they're scared to like fully embrace it. Like, do you, would you have something that helped you or that you would want to pass along to them that kind of would pull them out of their shell and make them just fully embrace the, you know, going for it, be the producer, be a DJ, like take it on. Yeah. Just to not get intimidated by just how male dominated this industry is. Uh, mm-hmm. you're just going to have to face it head on and like trust in your hard work. And that's mm-hmm. a huge thing, obviously that sports taught me and just knowing that your effort counts and it will pay off. 
So yeah, mainly just don't get intimidated by yeah. how male dominated this industry is. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's it's been getting better. I've been seeing a lot more uh, female DJs, producers, and and it's nice mm -hmm. to finally see that recognition because they've been out there. They just don't get yeah as much recognition. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, like there's there's the rest of the world. Um, you know, there's some you know, there's big there are some big name female artists, but it feels like there's big names, and then the rest is just kind of just like it's for some reason just buried. And I don't know, maybe it's just like I don't know. I haven't been able to thumb like, put a thumb on it, like, but it's it's something I'm trying to work through in terms of like I want to do something where I'm just trying to help them break through and like help, you know, female producers like fully embrace it. Um, so that's why I'm very happy to see like you fully embrace it. You've taken it on Cosmali, another example of fully taking on like Hannah, who's another name? I like Hannah Want, uh, Hannah Want, uh, is that her name? <laughs> now I'm blanking on it. Um, but like, I've just like, at, like through my own journey, just started to discover more and more and more like they are out there. And it's just <laughs> like, I, I would hope more females decide to take it on because it's not like yeah. the, the quality is any different. It's like the same quality. Yeah. Um, and to your point, the hard work pays off. You've been, your music has been featured on a Hyundai ad, <laughs> like shout out Hyundai. That's my own car. Uh, so go Hyundai. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that, hopefully they gifted you a free car for that or something, <laughs> something fucking cool. <laughs> Did Hyundai plug you up with anything? I mean, it was a very generous fee. Fuck yeah. Let's go Hyundai. I feel better about my own car now. <laughs> My sister has a Hyundai too. No, they're, right. they're really great cars. Yeah, we're, we're Hyundai fam now for sure. But besides that, you've had music featured on the Netflix show Lucifer, huge Netflix show, and then HBO Max show Sex Live or Sex Lives of College Girls. Is, mm -hmm. is that okay? Yeah, that was a track uh, with Dom Wild. Yeah, I so I saw that and I obviously looked at it because I've never heard of the show, so I need to know the context. And let me just ask you this. Did you ever think your music would be played introing into a sex scene <laughs> on a TV show? Literally my favorite thing ever. No, no, I never <laughs> thought that, but... That wasn't, wait, that wasn't your inspiration to start music, just to have your music played over, like, into sex scenes? You know what? Maybe deep down. <laughs> thinking about being a go-go dancer, yes. But... <laughs> that was kind of, I saw, I watched that, I was like, I wonder how she feels about that. Like, they decided to use her song and then it was over, like, leading into, like, I did dudes doing pull-ups, getting yeah. all sweaty. <laughs> Yeah, and then your show. Uh, I think your song on Lucifer. Your song's playing like in the background. They're, they're at a club. Yeah, okay. that is I mean, actually Lucifer's club. Lux. I love that show. It's one of my favorite shows. So, so landing something on that was so fun. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, and I remember um, more of an al alternative band. Was oh, your dog going at it? She's, yeah. <laughs> I I saw your dog. I was like, I have the my dog will just come and sprint in here and like walk around every now and then as I'm doing this. <laughs> Uh, so to totally understand. I love having the dog present; it makes the show better. Um, but so you have had some pretty big moments on stage on the TV show. What would you call like? Maybe I mean I don't maybe not a performance, but like you know what has been the most memorable? I guess let's let's start with the stage. Like what's been your most memorable stage moment or performance of yours? Like or maybe just like one of those write it on my gravestone. That was the fucking it moment for me so far. Like do you have something in mind that would qualify? Performance-wise, I mean, definitely Lightning in a Bottle, just because it's my, mm -hmm. my favorite festival, and it was it was so crazy that I, I ended up performing there with one of my favorite you know artists. I I couldn't believe I still can't believe it. It's hard to put into words, but that was a, a dream come true for sure. 
Really? I, I mean, personally, I've never even heard of it until like I got on your channel, was looking at it, and then looked into it more. But it, yeah, it seemed like a good, a really good time. I can imagine that was sweet. Okay, so performance wise, lightning in a bottle takes a cake. Yeah. Career wise, is that still the take the cake moment? Wow, I I don't know if I can choose like a single moment. Um, I. It might just be the same one. I, I just have so many moments I could choose from. Like the Alienware ad was another one. You know, I actually found out that I placed a song on on that Alienware ad on a lift in Mammoth. <laughs> I almost fell wow. off the lift. <laughs> so I, it was crazy. And, you know, that was a, an incredible paycheck. And, like, I never thought that, like, my music would end up in commercials like that. Yeah, um, that's... That's big time. I mean, talking to other artists, uh, like I was going to say, the, an alternative artist I had on um, uh, Beginners, her music was like a new balance and like all this shit. And it's just like, like, I can't even imagine that feeling of like, like you just said, you almost just fell off a lift when you saw that your song was picked up. Like, like the shock that would guy first, I, I, I don't know why I say it's a lot, but I feel like I would have shit my pants type of thing if like as soon as I see that. But um, I, I can't even imagine what that feeling's like. And it must be the ultimate, like you were saying, the hard work pays off type of thing. And to see that come up. Have you, have, have you throughout your career, have you kind of been like self-start or self-managed? And I've, I'm assuming Matt, you've eventually taken on some help or maybe some management, but like, has your career generally been driven by the work you've been doing or do you, have you always kind of had some, some help on the side? Maybe. No, like I said, I, I'm bad at asking for help and just, <laughs> I wish I had, but it was, it was mostly just me and mm -hmm. people recommending me. Uh, and that's why working mm -hmm. with a lot of artists helped me a lot because it was, I guess, word of mouth, just getting me around and finding me new collaborators. And then mm -hmm. recently, uh, in July, I started working with Nick and he's been the first manager I've ever worked with. Mm -hmm. And that's how he linked me up with Joey and New, uh, yeah, Newport. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I think um, a lot of people assume someone at least even on your level, like you're performing on stages and everything and you have all this, this huge catalog, like I said, 50 million streams that like would assume that, oh yeah, they must have a big management. Like, oh, get discouraged that they're not at that point where like, I oh, I can't get a manager. I can't do this and that. Just to find out, and this is what I love, is like, you've been, you're all good. Don't worry about the, <laughs> don't worry about the dog. It's it's all good. I, I'm pretty sure my dog's, my dog's gnawing on a bone too. We're all good. Uh, but it's like, I, like, I think people get discouraged by the fact they see someone having success and be like, Oh, how am I going to get to that point? How am I going to get a manager to want to have me like kind of thing? But like, as I go through this, I keep hearing more and more how self, you know, everything like girl boss, you know, everyone's like fucking does it by themselves a lot, especially DJs or producers where you're not in a band. Like a lot of it is just you sitting behind a keyboard and a computer screen a lot of the time and obviously collaborating, but like, um, I think it's great to, you know, push the message of like, you don't need to have like, I mean, it helps, but you can do it yourself. And I think a lot of people get discouraged by the fact that they think they see someone like yourself, like, man, she's must have all this help and like all this great management. And it's really just you just busting your ass and yeah. that ends up being the coolest part. Yeah. Um, nobody's going to work harder for yourself than you are. So just mm -hmm. uh, for the longest time, I thought the same thing, you know, it's like, I wish I had a team helping me and getting me stuff and. And no, you can you can do it yourself. 
you just at the end of the day yeah at the end of the day a team is cool to have and like they definitely open more doors but <laughs> you don't need it especially i mean you've had a ton of success without it you just said it's what july 2022 and you finally started picking up more help and you've had a long career not a long career but like you've had a career and accomplishments well before that so um big message there is like i, I think having been a producer slightly myself it's just like you just feel discouraged when you see other people having success and like how am i gonna get to that point and it's just working um I don't know why I just randomly thought of it. I think my head just went back to the lift moment quick. You are also into extreme sports, aren't you? <laughs> I feel like gymnastics just ruins me. I think <laughs> thrills for sure. And I probably I'm on like my last life right now, but really? All right. What's, what's, what's the cheapest thrill we've, we've come through for you so far. Oh my God. I jumped off a cliff not that long ago. Um, into risky. And yeah, it, the funniest thing is that I never land them well. So I end up covered in oh. bruises. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get the bump. <laughs> so jumping off cliffs, that's your thrill. What else? What, what, gymnastics, jumping off cliffs. Obviously, I think it sounds like you're a snowboarder, skier. I, I, yeah, I like snowboarding, but my favorite thing would be surfing. Um, Ooh. I don't have to just wear an entire body full get up yeah i can just be free in the ocean i love surfing um so that surfing hard to pick up i've always wanted to try uh but i just i don't know if i I just don't have the stones to do it i just i feel like it's gonna be so hard and i i mean i live i live kind of close to the ocean but not california ocean like it's like surfing i don't know i don't know surfing hard to pick up how hard is it to pick up i feel like it's different for every person but i wouldn't say it's hard especially if you start out with with a longboard and or a phone shot, mm. you know, it's. I think you'd kill it. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want people to see my body on a surfboard. I just that could get ugly real quick. <laughs> well, I uh, I do something with every artist lately. Um, I'm I'm I ask a completely random question just to see if I can get a see what I can get out of it. So I'm going to ask you a really random question right now, and you. <laughs> Go ahead. I am more so curious about the reaction because this is less of a question and more of a, um, yeah, just less of a question. But random question segment with you, Britt. Um, and this one, this one, I was just watching the new show on Amazon called The Peripheral. I'm not sure if you've dabbled in that at all. Um, so this is not an ad, but Peripheral is a great fucking show. Um, and this, I don't need to dive into it, but this question was inspired by it. Um, not to be vulgar by any means, but everyone dies eventually so <laughs> when you uh, here's here's here it is when you die when that day comes someone takes off you 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 died now and then as soon as you've died someone takes the vr headset off of you what's your like reaction like show and tell me your reaction as soon as someone like uh pulls off the vr headset after you thinking in real life you just died just to be dead and realizing you've been in a vr thing this whole time <laughs> Oh, I don't know. It's insane. Um, I'd probably make you pay for my therapy after that too. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fucked up. I've, I've, like I said, I've been watching this show, and she kind of does that, where she goes, she puts on like a, it's like a video, like, like a really, really deep VR thing that she goes into, like fully links with her, like neuron shit. Oh. But like she comes, she goes into that, and like she's like literally like living. I don't want to spoil the show, but like it's fucking trippy. Like she's literally living like two lives and one's in the future. One's in the present. She comes out of it. Like 
And it got me thinking. Well, what happens if you just like died one day and then you just had your feet, you just died and someone just pulled a VR headset out and this whole time, your whole life has just been a video game. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I enjoy rabbit holes. I enjoy taking on things that lead me into rabbit holes. And uh, I think my brain just went there unnecessarily the other night. And I was like, I'm going to ask Britt this and just get her reaction and see what she says about it. And it sounds like your reaction is, bitch, pay for my therapy now. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to, this is a lot of trauma. It's going to need a lot of help. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that was kind of where I was at, too. I think I'd be fucking traumatized and just not okay for a little while there. Um, yeah. But, so, Britt, tell me then, what what do we have coming up? What, as fans, can we expect for, you know, the rest of the year for you? Um, are you taking on any shows? Are you, you plan on doing any kind of, you know, bouncing around states? Like, well, what's like the next, let's say six months. What's like the next six months looking like for you? Oh, I am a terrible planner. I never know. Okay. But I, I don't even think that far ahead, really. I, I just take it one day at a time and go That's with fair. the flow. I've added a lot of shows this year that I found out, like, even five minutes before performing. So who knows? Wow. <laughs> who knows what's going to come up? But definitely a lot of new music. Uh, that I'm very excited for. Um, the next one will be with Disco Fries and Castra. I'm not Ooh. sure if you're familiar with them. Disco Fries. Disco Fries. <laughs> How the? F- it's a great name. I've always. It's a great name. The, the EDM is the best for cool fucking names <laughs> that make no sense at all, but it works. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I'm. They're great. It's a super fun dance track. Definitely up my alley with like combination of pop and and dance mm-hmm. um so that one will be a fun one then the peacock sync the one that was on queer as folk will be released um in january i believe oh cool so you're gonna have more music on more tv mm-hmm. that yeah that episode came out already but the song oh it did itself will come out on, on january oh oh i see oh cool well hell yeah i was gonna say your little the little news page on your website is loaded with just like fun little easter eggs about where your music has gotten picked up and dropped <laughs> into it i was like I was like that damn like you really got it going uh speaking of new music you mentioned before this that we're gonna you got a song coming up with newport obviously newport was a guest of mine a few episodes back really great dude anyone who hasn't listened to newport's music um just for the if nothing else the sole fact he's just a super nice humble guy just go listen to his fucking music because it actually slaps extremely hard <laughs> and then he just rages at his show it's, it's great so so, I mean, tell me about this track with, with Newport, then. He's obviously more of a future house, melodic. I think, I feel like he's, he's very heavy, deep synths, big, wide synths, and that's a little bit away more so from what you've done or the work you've been on. So, like, how does this project differ a little bit, if at all, from what you've done before? Oh, it's definitely out there. <laughs> really? Uh, but I appreciate that. You know, he does go super hard in comparison to what I do. Mm-hmm. which I think is super fun and, and getting to perform that song with him at Lost in Dreams was insane. You know, I, I, I love Joey and like his music is awesome. So getting to combine forces on this one was a really cool and different experience than I guess what I usually do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, cool. I mean, I, I mean, haven't been a huge fan of like future house, the like future bass, the really wide synth type of music. I feel like your voice is like, works perfectly on it i feel like female vocalists on that kind of song it works so much better than a male vocalist on that kind of music i don't know i don't know what it is it's something about a female's voice with wide synths just seems like pair fucking perfectly <laughs> so that said i'm assuming the song's gonna be great and what do you say do we do we do we 
throw like a little 30 second clip in of it at the end of the episode what do you think of course yeah hell yeah I, I, <laughs> yeah what? that would be what what's the song called then it's called paradise paradise yeah. okay and what's the plan for uh like releasing it then i think it's looking like we're gonna release it with ncs they want to sign it but we okay. don't have a date yet it's no date very much early stages okay uh, it'll keep you posted <laughs> that's awesome well paradise with brit and newport um i i mean I, as a fan of both y'all's i can't i can't wait especially <laughs> since you've both been on the episode i think it's probably my favorite drop of the year yeah. so that's just my bias but i'm i'm super excited to hear that um brit otherwise i really appreciate you coming on like thank you so much for doing this kind of sharing your journey uh your perspective and your career in music so far it's been just awesome to talk to you um and learn but yeah thank you so much for coming on thank you austin this has been awesome and congrats on all the success yourself <laughs> we're getting there we're trying we're trying but i i really appreciate it hi puppy <laughs> also cute pup what's your puppy's name toki like toki you know no i don't know please explain <laughs> like toki what toki monster the dj the producer she's she's a female producer toki monster yeah no, I, I'm like actually not. That. She's huge. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me write this down. Toki Monster. Yes, Toki Monster. All right. I named her Toki because she's a monster. Mm. <laughs> not because she likes to, not because she likes token up, right? No, she probably <laughs> don't. Token up. <laughs> all right. Well, Feeling thank you again. It's been. Oh my! Is that a German Shepherd at all? Like mixed? It's a Belgian Malinois. <laughs> Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By mom's face. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, little sweetie. That's, I got it. Uh oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I might stop. I got my, <laughs> I'm doing my dad, my dad dog voice now. It's coming out. That's bad. Yeah. Sorry. She kind oh. of interrupts like all of my. I'm very happy. I'm very happy my... Toki made it on the episode. She's, <laughs> she's lovely. <I'm... laughs> she looks like my dog. I got a German Shepherd. Really? She's kind of. Kind of, kind of got the same colors. Yeah, very similar. She's a Belgian. Wow, shepherd. same exact ears for sure. Those things probably pick up satellite miles away. Yeah, Fuck. sounds don't stand a chance. <laughs> Ooh. Um. All right. Cool. Britt, thank you so much again. It was a pleasure having you on. I'm excited for your future projects. Um. Speaking of future projects, let's now kick it over to your upcoming project with Newport. Going to be on NCS. NCS, no copyright sounds. Sweet fucking channel. If anyone wants to check it out, do that. There's a lot of great music on NCS, um, including Brit and Newport. So let's kick it over now to Paradise. This is Paradise. Yo!